Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Hey, I want to tell you about the lab. If you haven't heard, it is wellness. Anywhere you go, you could listen to it like a podcast. Um, they're basically live Zoom classes, but you could listen to them on a run, or you could turn the camera on and engage with them. We have a thriving community of like-minded people trying to live better lives, and it's been amazing. Not only do we have the foundational classes like codependency and and, uh, ch- and trauma and relationships and all that, but we also have a lot of fun classes because it's so hard to make friends as adults, right? So we have tarot card readings, we have soul shower, we have astrology readings. Uh, we're turning wellness into a lifestyle. We're also uh, going to run a retreat soon. So come and hang out with us. Come ride with us. Go to the website to get into uh, the lab and then go download the app. We have a brand new app out with tons of audio. I'm going to give you a discount code um, and this is for a limited time. So if you're listening to this, you could join the lab for only $20. It's like a drop-in fee. For three months, it's $20 a month. Go to tatlab.app. That's tatlab.app. And the discount code is live better. It's case sensitive. So all lowercase, one word, live better. And I will see you in the lab. Here's what I know. If I give my thoughts too much attention, because one thing I know about myself is I drown in my thoughts like many people. I'm also obsessive because I'm an Aries. I get obsessed with everything from, I don't know, donuts to people to activities. Uh, Since I was 12, I would focus on something. I, I, I do think I have some version of ADD. I have mild dyslexia. Um, I focused on something, and when I was 12, it was breakdancing, it was Legos, it was uh, BMX bikes, and then I would submerge myself in that, whatever that was. And even when I started liking girls, you know, then I, I, I was obsessed about that, getting attention from, from, from girls. Um, and so, whatever it is, um, because my tendency uh, tends to be obsession if i allow my thoughts to just flow i start to drown in them i start to get obsessed with my thoughts that's just my my wiring so knowing that about myself i have to practice creating distance and i I really want to highlight capitalize italicize um throw fireworks around the word distance because I think that one word is the key to life. I know that's a bold statement. It really is. It, it, I, if you can, uh, I don't want to say master, but if you can acquire the ability, which takes lots of practice, to create distance from your thoughts, you're you're not going to suffer. You know, I think suffering comes from our inability to create distance from our thoughts. So here's the process, and I'll just take a real-life example. 
And hopefully uh, the person I'm going to talk about is not listening to my podcast. We built a little cowboy swimming pool in the backyard. And uh, it, the project's not complete. You know, we had to build a deck. We had to dig a hole. It's been a long process. And um, now there's a, a, a heater that we're installing, which should have been installed months ago. But I bought a propane heater. I thought I bought a gas heater. I didn't know, and so I ran a gas line. Um, but now I have a propane heater, so I have to buy. So I just bought a new heater. And the person installing this, um, and I'm sure he's busy, but isn't communicative. Um, it just kind of comes and goes on his own time. And it's creating a lot of anxiety because, like I said, I tend to get obsessive and, you know, being obsessed with creating this uh, little oasis in my backyard is, is one of the things that I've been obsessed with lately. And and uh, because it's not quite finished, it's almost there, right? It's like 90th yard line. It's like three steps from the uh, touchdown. We just have to install this heater and it's done. And because we're so close and it's taken so long, it's great giving me so much anxiety where um, I'm hanging on every text. I'm, I'm asking him when he's going to come. Uh, the other thing is I don't have, uh, you know, many options. It's an above ground pool. Uh, not a lot of people want to service it or install heaters. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. So I had this one person and um, I don't have a lot of control or power over his schedule over when he's going to come, when he's going to install this. So it becomes a waiting game. Now, if I start allowing my thoughts to just run rampant, it's going to default to when is he coming? Um, why isn't he here? I paid him. Like, it's just going to uh, grow into a virus, right? And then those thoughts are going to produce the feeling of panic, worry, uh, feeling ripped off. You know, uh, it's going to produce anger. It's going to produce impatience, and basically, it's just going to um, take a sledgehammer to my days. You know, it's going to be the thing that's uh, like a stone in my shoe. That's just you know in the in the back of my mind, and I'm constantly thinking about it. And perhaps at night you start thinking about it, then you don't go to sleep. So it's just thinking. It's just my thoughts. So if I don't control, and by control I mean create distance, you know, let go trust the universe, whatever works for you, it's great distance between my thoughts, um, then I get sucked in. And I'm just giving you one little example of many things that, that are happening, right, in my life. That's just the pool in the backyard is just one thing, right? And there's, I don't know, a good, at least a handful of things that you're that I'm, I'm thinking about and that, you know, there's also some projects that I'm waiting on and I'm kind of hanging on pins, um, hanging on pins. Those are two separate things. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on if they're going to call me back and then I'm on pins. Hanging on pins is a very different thing. I've never heard that before. I don't know if you actually hang on. I'm picturing a busting, bust, bust, Buster Keaton hanging off a clock. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, I got to stop saying, um, that's another thing that I, that I got to stop doing, which can become something that drowns me if I give it too much attention. Okay. Let, let me, let me pause because I'm, 
you, you, I, I come out of the gates too fast and I start tripping on myself. This is a pattern in my life and it happens with conversations. Okay, so let me back up. So the pool thing is just one of many. And I'm using, using that as an example because um, I'm sure you can relate because you probably think about a lot of things during the day, right? So whether they are projects or what someone said, um, you know, the, the guy you're dating who didn't call you back or text you back yet, and the issue you have with a friend, all of these things, you know. And then if you're a parent, all the other things with uh, raising a child, um, if you're in a relationship, what he or she is not doing, uh, resentment, anger that you have, I don't know, all of this stuff happening. And if you allow yourself to let your thoughts just go where they're going to go, and you may not be obsessive like I am, you may have a different pattern, um, but still, you know, chances are you struggle with cognitive distortions like everyone else, right? You struggle with catastrophizing, future tripping. Um, not being in the here and now, allowing yourself to get into time machines, obsess about the future, dwelling on the past, all of that, right? These are things that we all struggle with. Our, um, our, our mind, the, the most dangerous place to, to live, right? And so you have to have the ability to create distance. Now, distance, the way that you... Um, create that for yourself is going to be different than, you know, it may be different than other people. So many people use meditation. That that seems to be one of the biggest ways to create distance. Um, I struggle with it, but I do, uh, I do meditative things, right? So um, my meditation is sometimes burpees for time, or uh, hugging canyons on a motorcycle, or um, tacos. <laughs> Tacos only if it's um, if I'm practicing mindfulness when I'm eating those tacos. But however you create the distance to get out of your head, oh, maybe it's listening to a podcast. Maybe you're doing it now because you're not focusing on your thoughts and you're listening to me, um, information, videos, uh, whatever, right? But creating distance, the practice of that is going to be I think one of the most powerful tools you will ever own because it's going to be what allows you to respond instead of react. In my 20s, most of my 30s, I did not have any ability to create distance. And so I would have a thought, I would get obsessive about that, which I was thinking, fall into a slippery well or quicksand, um, allow those thoughts to produce a feeling. The feelings were usually lower frequency, negative, dread, worry, doubt, you know, pessimism, all of the, 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 the you know, jealousy, whatever. And then that would be my state. So my body's in that state. Um, so now, you know, my day's ruined. I'm just um, in that lower frequency. And it's very hard to get out of that, right? And so over the years, um, noticing that pattern and then making an, an effort to create the distance, to take a breath. One non-negotiable that I have is nothing is worth the panic unless you are literally in danger. So, um, you know, if there's, I live up in the Altadena Hills, so there's mountain lions, there's bobcats, When we first moved in, there was a, I kid you not, there was one week after moving in here at 10 p.m., 
I hear my trash can fall down. I look out the window and there's a fucking bear, a bear sitting on his ass, digging through my trash um, casually. And I was like, oh my, where did we move? Um, Since then, there's been bobcats and a lot of times you'll hear uh, parrots screaming in the background. They sound like monkeys. I tell people I live in Jurassic Park. Uh, Anyway, my point is, that kind of panic is okay because it could save your life, right? If I see a mountain lion, I should be panicked and I should um, uh, fight or flee. But other than that, nothing is worth the panic. And I say that because most of us, we default to panic very fast. Something bad happens. Someone didn't email us. We get into an argument. You know, we didn't get the raise. Um, we got rejected. And I get there are things that warrant that kind of panic. You know, you, you, if you walk into your partner naked in bed with someone else, you're probably going to panic. <laughs> you're probably going to throw a chair or two. There's going to be some kind of reaction, of course. Um, but if you start with this non-negotiable and kind of holding it with two hands, that, that you're not going to panic anymore. That's just a, a line that you've drawn. And um, life is not worth that because panic leads to suffering and to, um, you know, that distorted thinking. And panic, there's no distance in panic. So if you want to live instead of exist, if you don't want to be grayed out anymore, if you don't want to be a walking reaction, tell yourself that I will not panic. That is a non-negotiable. I don't want to negotiate that. Okay, and what does that look like? How are you going to get to not panicking? Well, you're going to create distance. You're going to create distance first in your thoughts, in your thinking, and get very present. This is where mindfulness comes in. This is where uh, you use your senses to ground yourself. This is where you can take a walk, go work out, drop into your body instead of living in your head. I know you know this. We hear it all the time. But do you practice it? Do you practice distance? Create distance from your thoughts. Create distance from your feelings. I'm not saying don't allow yourself to feel, but create distance meaning don't allow the feelings that you have to overtake you, to drown you. Don't allow the thoughts that you have to overtake you, to drown you. Get balance and ground yourself by creating the distance. Not once, every day. So today, um, and I, and by the way, I find new ways to create distance. One of my things um, most recently is to water my lawn. And I know that sounds silly, silly um, but I haven't watered a lawn since the 80s. So uh, because I've just been living in the city, you know, uh, apartments, lofts, whatever, I uh, and but now that I have uh, the, this house, I've got uh, we've got a beautiful lawn with rose bushes and all sorts of um, shrubbery, <laughs> and uh, I water it, and it's like it it gets me very present, and I notice the lizard, the butterfly, you know, the way the water looks um, as it as it glistens, you know, off the the blades of grass. Um, but watering my lawn, the backyard, the front lawn, you know, for, I don't do it all day because I need a life, but I do it, uh, you know, 20 minutes a day, maybe. Um, the dishes, I love washing dishes by hand 
for some reason that's super meditative. It grounds me, creates distance. Um, whenever I'm with my child, uh, whether we're swinging or dancing or um, just running an errand or getting coffee, I'm very present. So I know that, so I use that to create distance. <sighs> Breath. I forget to breathe. I'm a chest breather, always have been. So reminding myself to take a deep breath when I feel me slipping into my distorted thinking or the feelings that are created by, by something um, that happens, you know, and it's like, it could be the mundane, right? It could, it could literally be, you're waiting for an email that you didn't get. And suddenly that creates a feeling and then that feeling grows. And then you think about why, and then now you're, you know, jumping to conclusions and then growing the feeling more. And now it's like, you've tipped, it's over, you know, you've ruined your day. Um, and you're no longer living in the here and now. So being aware of, um, the panic, being aware of when you are, uh, falling into those uh, distorted thoughts. You could feel your shoulders tense or however however you uh, experience the panic. And then being aware of that and then creating the distance. Take a step back. Go from micro to macro. Let go. Give it to the universe. Whatever, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, I imagine myself... Um, floating in a river and if I don't let go then I see myself just getting pounded by rocks and trying to swim up river like a salmon trying to swim up river right exhausted going nowhere if I'm able to create distance then I see myself letting go of the rock and allowing the river to take me and I think that's that's when you're not suffering and that's when there's acceptance and non-judgment and of course, things aren't going to happen the way that you want things to happen or in the time that you want things to happen. Um, but flowing down the river leads to uh, purpose, leads to what is meant, leads to greater things. Holding on to that rock and trying to swim up river, trying to fight the universe daily, to me, that's suffering. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a week of practicing this uh, creating distance and uh, be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.